Chapter 9 of The Conquest This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lyndon Godsell The Conquest by Oscar Mayhew The Return, Ernest Nicholson I left St. Louis about April 1st with about $3,000 in the bank and started again for Oristown this time to stay. I had just paid Jesse a visit, and I felt a little lonely. With the grim reality of the situation facing me, I now began to steel my nerves for a lot of new experience, which soon came thick and fast. Slater met the train at Oristown, and as soon as he spied me, he informed me that I was a lucky man. That a town had been started adjoining my land, and was being promoted by his brother and the sons of a former Iowa governor, and gave every promise of making a good town. Also, if I cared to sell, he had a buyer who was willing to pay me a neat advance over what I had paid. However, I had no idea of parting with the land, but I was delighted over the news, and the next morning found me among Dad, Dupre's, through stagecoach passengers for Callias, the new town joining my homestead, via Hedrick and Kirk. As we passed through Hedrick, I noticed that several framed shacks had been put up and some better buildings were underway. The ground had been frozen for five months, so Sod House building had been temporarily abandoned. It was a long ride, but I was beside myself with enthusiasm. Callias finally loomed up, conspicuously perched on a hill, and could be seen long before the stage arrived, and was the scene of much activity. It had been reported that a coloured man had a claim adjoining the town on the north, so when I stepped from the stage before the post office, the many knowing glances informed me that I was being looked for. A fellow who had a claim near, and who I met in Oristown, introduced me to the postmaster, whose name was Billinger, an individual with dry complexion and thin, light hair. Then to the president of the Townsite Company, second of three sons of the Iowa governor. My long experience with all classes of humanity had made me somewhat of a student of human nature, and I could see at a glance that here was a person of unusual aggressiveness and great capacity for doing things. As he looked at me, his eyes seemed to bore clear through, and as he asked a few questions, his searching look would make a person tell the truth whether he would or no. This was Ernest Nicholson, and in the following years he had much to do with the development of the Little Crow. End of chapter 9